and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine Montgomery, and this is episode 3.2, which is chapter 12. Um, We're going to be continuing uh, reading about uh, Jesus' ministry and uh, just keeping on digging in and listening to what he has to say. Um, So I'm going to open this up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you provide for us, and we especially thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord. We thank you for his sacrifice on the cross and the blood that he shed for all of our sins. We're not worthy of it, but we know you loved us so much that you gave him to us. And so we are eternally grateful for what you've done for us, and we thank you for the grace and the um, salvation that we receive from it. Lord, open our hearts, open our minds, and uh, help us to receive whatever it is that you want us to understand from what we're reading today. Um, Help us to absorb it into our hearts so that we can live it out in the world um, and be an example of who Jesus is. We thank you for all those people that are out there listening, and I pray blessings over each one of them. And especially over them and their families. Um, We all have stuff going on, and I pray that uh, you will be a blessing and cover them uh, for whatever it is they're going through. Give them peace of heart, peace of mind to know that you are in control and you will take care of it. As we read in uh, the first couple of chapters of Matthew, uh, don't worry about anything, pray about everything because God's in control. And worrying won't add another second or another minute or an hour to your life. It just just makes you worry and doesn't make you feel any better. So uh, we put all of our trust in you, Lord, and we thank you for this moment in time that we get to read this chapter. And we pray all this in your precious son's name. Amen. All right. So just to quickly let everybody know if this is the first time you're listening uh, to this podcast, um, Leap of Faith is about reading one chapter a day and absorbing it and talking about it, chewing on it, and uh, just one bite at a time. And so uh, this is not, and I said this to Jeremiah the other day, who's off, um, that <clears throat> this is not, a, this is not a, a sprint. This is a marathon. This is just reading daily, just getting a small snippet of what God wants us to do and to understand it and the more you read the more you understand and I have figured that out in the last year and a half Um, I've been a Christian since 1994 and uh, it's amazing that it took me this long to figure out that (laughs) this is what God wants us to do and uh, I heard it in church today Um, what is a Christian and a Christian is uh, someone who has received Christ into their heart, into their lives, and does what he tells them to do. And basically, your Bible is telling you what to do. It's God's manuscript for life. So um, so that's why uh, I was just, you know, listening to God and just thought, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's other podcasts that do this. Maybe. I don't know. But I'm just glad that you're here listening to mine for today. So, um so yeah, I don't know what um, 
platform you're able to listen to this on. It could be uh, Spotify, it could be Apple, uh, Google, whatever it is. Um, or if you connected through Facebook, um, that's a, another platform. <clears throat> we haven't gotten onto YouTube yet, but uh, we're working on it. So uh, anyway, so with all that said, just wanted to give you a heads up on what exactly we are and why we're doing it and just reading the word of God into the world because we're trying to support and be uh, uh, not just another tool to help you to get into the word. So uh, hopefully that's what it's doing. So All right, so chapter 12. <clears throat> a discussion about the Sabbath. At about that time, Jesus was walking through some grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, so they began breaking off some heads of grain and eating them. <clears throat> but some Pharisees saw them do it and protested. Look, your disciples are breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath. Jesus said to them, Haven't you read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God. And he and his companions broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. And haven't you read in the law of Moses that the priests on duty in the temple may work on the Sabbath? <clears throat> I tell you, there is one here who is even greater than the temple. But you would not have condemned my innocent disciples if you knew the meaning of the scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. Jesus heals on the Sabbath. Then Jesus went over to their synagogue where he noticed a man with a deformed hand. The Pharisees asked Jesus, does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath? They were hoping he would say yes, so they could bring charges against him. And he answered, if you had a sheep that fell into a well on the Sabbath, wouldn't you work to pull it out? Of course you would. And how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Yes, the law permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. And he said to the man, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored, just like the other one. Then the Pharisees called a meeting to plot how to kill Jesus. Jesus, God's chosen servant. But Jesus knew what they were planning. So he left that area, and many people followed him. He healed all the sick among them, but he warned them not to reveal who he was. This fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah concerning him. Look at my servant whom I have chosen. He is my beloved who pleases me. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not fight or shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. Finally, he will cause justice to be victorious and his name will be the hope of all the world. Jesus and the Prince of Demons. Then a, de then a demon possessed man who was blind and couldn't speak was brought to Jesus. He healed the man so that he could both speak and see. The crowd was amazed and asked, Could it be that Jesus is the son of David, the Messiah? But when the Pharisees heard about the miracle, they said, No wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. 
But Jesus knew their thoughts and replied, Any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A town or family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is casting out Satan, he is divided and fighting against himself. His own kingdom will not survive. And if I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They can cast out demons too. So they will condemn you for what you have said. But if I am casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger, someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. So I tell you, Every sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which will never be forgiven. Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven, but someone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven in this world or in the world to come. <clears throat> a tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. <clears throat> if a tree is bad, it will its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. The sign of Jonah. One day, some teachers of religious law and Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Teacher, we want you to show us a miraculous sign to prove your, your authority. But Jesus replied, Only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. The people of Nineveh will stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, for they repented of their sins at the preaching of Jonah. Now someone greater than Jonah is here, but you refuse to repent. The Queen of Sheba will also stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, for she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Now someone greater than Solomon is here, but you refuse to listen. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert, seeking rest, but finding none. Then it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds its former home empty, swept, and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. That will be the experience of this evil generation. The true family of Jesus. As Jesus was speaking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. Someone told Jesus, your mother and your brothers are standing outside and they want to speak to you. Jesus asked, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he pointed to his disciples and said, look, these are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother 
and sister and mother. All right, so that's chapter 12. And let's touch on uh, just a few points here. Um, you know, basically, uh, you know, I can read through this whole thing again, but I believe that what this whole chapter is geared towards is kind of calling out the Pharisees. You know, he's, you know, they're trying, first they say in chapter two, uh, you know, they're calling him out that they're harvesting grain on the Sabbath. And he's like, you know what, you know, David, you know, ate bread from the, uh, from God's house, you know, that he shouldn't have been eating. And uh, Moses, uh, and haven't you read the law of Moses that the priests on duty in the temple may work on the Sabbath? Um, you know, so I think he's calling them out on their, um, uh, you know, you know, trying to stick to the rules and trying to call him out uh, for what he's doing. And he's saying, look, I'm the new covenant and I don't want to be judging people. Uh, I don't want to be slapping them down. I want, you know, people to be doing good. Um, so, uh, you know, they're asking, does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath? And here's again, they're trying to, you know, snag him so they can bring charges against him. And he says, if you had a sheep that fell into a well on the Sabbath, wouldn't you work to pull it out? Of course you would. He wouldn't just leave the sheep in the well to die. You're going to, you know, go in there and get it. And he's like, you know, how much more valuable is a person who's in need than a sheep? Um, so, yeah, the law permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. And uh, after, and then after he heals the the man's, uh, what was it, his hand, his deformed hand, um, they're like, oh, we're gonna have to kill him now because you know we gotta figure out how to get rid of this guy. So then, uh, you know, in the next um, couple of verses, uh, this is just uh, confirming that uh, the prophecy of Isaiah, that this is. Um, this is his son. This is my servant whom I've chosen. He is my beloved who pleases me. I will put my spirit upon him and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not fight or shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. He's very um, calm and uh, he's not um, aggressive. Uh, God doesn't shove his uh, agenda on you. He gives you the information and he gives it, he leaves it up to you um, to choose. And so, you know, but he's not going to force himself on you. He's going to give you every opportunity to understand him, to, to get to know him, um, but he's not going to force himself on you. And his name will be the hope of all the world. And then they're trying to, then, you know, you go down to 22 and the Pharisees are trying to say that uh, Jesus is performing his um, miracles uh, with the help of Satan. And, you know, no wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and replied, any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A town or family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is casting out Satan, he is divided and fighting against himself. His own kingdom will not survive. And that's true. If, uh, if you're on the same side, but you're fighting, um, you're going to be so busy fighting that the enemy is going to swoop in and defeat you. 
Um, it's kind of like when parents can't seem to get on the same page and they're fighting over uh, how to discipline their kids or whatever. Um, you know, the kids are going to watch this and they're like, oh, I'm going to pit my parents against each other. So, you know, oh, I'm going to tell my mom this or I'm going to tell my dad that. And, you know, it, it, your family can't survive that kind of um, dissent. And so you, you're, as parents, as husband and wife, you have to be on the same side. You have to be on the same goal oriented um, or else your family won't survive. And um, if I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They can cast out demons too. Um, so they will condemn you for what you have said. So, you know, your, your own demons are going to, you know, condemn you. They're going to, you know, be fighting against you. So, uh, and then it also says, you know, there's someone stronger is going to, you know, you can't, you can't break into somebody's house if that person's strong and they have a strong uh, fortress. And so God is way stronger than Satan. And we all know in the end, uh, we win. So, because God is stronger and bigger and better. <clears throat> and anyone who isn't with me opposes me. And anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. Um... Then he references back to chapter uh, Matthew chapter 7 uh, in verse 33. A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes. He's, those brood of snakes is the, the Pharisees, the religious leaders. It's that generation um, he's talking about. Uh, and he's saying, you know, what's in your heart determines uh, what, what you say, what, 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 produce, what kind of fruit you're producing. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on Judgment Day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. And then he talks about Jonah being in the belly of the fish, just like he was, uh, or he's going to be, you know, he's going to die. Uh, he's going to be crucified, die, buried three days, and then he's going to you know, rise from, uh, the, from the grave. Stone's going to be rolled away. And then, uh, you know, he's saying that the people of Nineveh will stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it. So even the evil people of Nineveh, they repented. And they're going to be like, okay, you Pharisees, you know, they're going to be pointing their finger at them because uh, they're, the Pharisees aren't repenting. And uh, there's someone greater coming than Jonah, someone greater coming than Solomon. And they're still refusing to realize that he is the Messiah. And, um, and that will be the experience of this evil generation. And so the person is worse off than before. And then he talks about who his uh, true family is. And he's saying, it's not just my blood relatives. It's not just, you know, the mom, my mother who, you know, gave birth to me or my brothers. It's uh, everybody, you know, look out about you. He says, Jesus uh, says, uh, then he pointed to his disciples and said, look, these are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does the will of my father in heaven and is my brother and sister and mother. And I heard in church today, uh, basically that same thing. What is a Christian? And a Christian is the person who receives Christ in their heart and basically does what he says 
And the way you get to do what Jesus is telling you to do is by reading your Bible, because this is the manual that God gave you. So, so that's it for today. That was um, some really good stuff. Um, 13 is uh, more, uh, dives a little bit more. He starts, um, uh, starts speaking to the people in parables, which uh, he did quite a bit. Um, I guess maybe to bring it to a, a, something a little more real, something they can kind of grab onto. So, um, so with that said about being a follower of Jesus and being a Christian, um, I will give you the opportunity to say the prayer. If you haven't made a decision for Jesus, here's your moment. Um, I do this every time I read um, because I feel that um, it's important to be to for people to know that it is just a simple prayer, um, and it's not just about the prayer. I mean, the prayer. Uh, is just your step forward and then it's what you do with that afterwards uh, you know find a church get involved um, and and figure out what God's trying to do for you and what you're supposed to be doing for God um, he'll reveal it to you um, you know I, I've prayed about this uh, podcast for a long time and I kept putting it off and putting it off because I'm thinking I you know I can't do that I'm I'm just you know, this little peon, I'm nobody. Um, but, uh, you know, that's just Satan, you know, pecking at you and telling you that you're not good enough. And, um, you know, there's other people who are way more knowledgeable about this. But, you know, I'm just reading the Bible and doing what it says. And so that's basically what, you know, God wants you to do. So with that said, I'm going to lead you in this prayer. And uh, let's, and believers, you can say it too. Um, Heavenly Father, <clears throat> today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect, and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus. It's his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, yay. Uh, welcome to the uh, brotherhood, sisterhood of uh, Christ, and welcome to the kingdom. Um, don't forget to put your check mark next to your uh, to your reading today. And if you did say that prayer, write it. Uh, well, you know the date, whatever day it is that you're reading this, and um, and then just uh, start doing. Basically, is what it comes down to. Thank you for joining me today. It's uh, always a pleasure, and I just pray that God will bless you wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Um, just uh, go out there and be Jesus. See you later.